What's happening, everybody? This is Steve Brown from Trickster, Def Leppard, Dennis D. Young, Danger, Danger, Rubik's Cube, Tokyo Motor Fist. Well, how many bands am I in? I don't even know. My head's going to explode. But you are listening to me on the Rock and Wrestling Podcast with my good buddy Nick. Crank it up, or else I'm going to put you in a Boston Crab. Ah! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the one and only Rock and Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to the one and the only Rock and Wrestling Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things rock, all things wrestling. I'm your host with the most, Nick Man, and we've got a great, great show for you today. If you were following on the social medias, you know that this past weekend out here at Discovery Park in Sacramento, California, was the Aftershock Festival with some Great bands, everybody from Slipknot, Blink-182, Stained. But I have got a laundry list of interviews that I'm bringing to you on today's show, just like I did last year, but I got even more interviews this year than last, and I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I just want to preference first a couple of news and note headlines from the show. Thank you to one Mr. Steve Brown at the top of the show for a new intro. Obviously, Aftershock is over. We're not running those commercials anymore, but Steve Brown, I did an interview with this man. He is, if you most know him from Trickster, he's been in, he's in Rubik's Cube. He's also in Def Leppard, but he's got a new project coming out, Wizards of Winter. It's like a Trans-Siberian uh, holiday-themed rock and roll band. He's going to be on an upcoming episode when we get to the holiday season. I recorded with him this past Monday. Super cool dude. We even talked some wrestling, but he gave me an awesome intro to use from now on. So thank you, Steve. Second, I do want to apologize if some of the interviews are a little touchy to hear. I tried my best to to edit and get them as they were. It was very difficult because loud bands playing in the background, a lot of other people in the media area, but some of them came out great. So real quickly, to keep up on all news and notes with the podcast, make sure you follow on all social media, including the old Twitter machine at Nick's RW Podcast, Instagram Rock and Wrestling Podcast, Facebook Nick's Rock and Wrestling 
Podcast. Go over to patreon.com slash rwpodcast to support the show even further like my main man Danny J. Pond. You can also support the show at rockandwrestlingpodcast.com and get some official merchandise as well as over at Pro Wrestling Tees. Keep the five-star reviews coming. It's all much appreciated. Real quickly before we jump into this week's Aftershock Festival festivities as you could say with all the round all the round interviews i'm going to run down for you everybody i put them in order of how i uh, interviewed them because it was a three-day festival this past friday saturday and sunday so starting off we have archie and joe from santa cruz great rock and roll band i'm not going to give you a much Info about the band because you'll hear all about it. But there, then I got Chris, the lead singer from Motionless and White. I also got Danielle, I believe that was her name. Uh, but the the lead singer and guitar player from Dead Posey, great new rock and roll band, man. Check them out. I got all three members of Sick Puppies. Then I got a new kind of symphonic metal band, the lead singer uh, from them, Blue Midnight. Evan Conrad, who is a kind of a solo artist in himself he plays does everything one man by himself so we added that got him there new language a new up-and-coming band out of la broken love great new rock and roll band and then finally the drummer from fire from the gods a great metal band so i'm gonna stop yakking away and here we go with aftershock 2019 I'm here at the Aftershock Festival with one of my favorite bands that's on the bill, Santa Cruz, RG and Joe from Santa Cruz, man. How's it going, guys? What's What's up, guys? All good. All good. How are you today? It's It's all about a new record coming out, correct? Yes, sir. We got a new single out, Testify. A uh, new record called Catharsis coming out in two weeks. And uh, we're about to embark on the U.S. tour with Atreo. Awesome. I want to torture because you got you're like me. You're an old soul heart. I can tell with the you, the heart chance, baby. So talk about because it's a little bit more of a modern take. Because I know you worked with Kane Churko on one of the songs. Uh, Kane's been on my show and he talked about you guys kind of went a little bit modern but keeping that old school feel to it. So talk a little bit about that. Well, you know you have to evolve. You know to get forward in life and in music in everything. You know. So for me that was like. I wanted to uh, find somebody who I could do that with, and Kane turned out to be the guy. So we like experience with sounds and songs and everything in the studio, and uh, it worked out pretty well, pretty well. Yeah. I, you can play "Tell Me Why" though, man. I love that new one. Thank you. Tell me why. I'm like, dude, that's so awesome. I'm like, I hope they play it. So, dude, thank you so much. Yeah. So then talk about because you two weeks in. So how's it, how's it been so far, man? It's been great. Nothing but funny games. Yeah. So so talk about influences, because I know, obviously, you said your old soul heart. Talk about just some of the influences, especially coming from Finland. Like, who were the real big bands? Because I can definitely tell there's a Bon Jovi influence in there, Skid Row. So talk a little bit about that. Yep, yep, yep. All those bands. Motley, Van Halen, Led Zeppelin, Motorhead, Black Crows, Aerosmith. You know, you name it, the Stones, GNR. Yeah, G- GNR, man. Yeah, so, yeah. So, what's the big, obviously being from Finland, what's the big difference playing a, a festival in America like this? Because American crowds are completely different to, like, European crowds. Like, European crowds jump up and down. American crowds hit the shit out of each other. So, so what's the big difference? 
you know, they jump up and down in Europe, but in America they beat the fucking shit out of each other. You know, it's crazy. Everybody asks the same question, but I always say that I prefer the American crowd. They're, to me, they're more ready to rock, you know? European crowd is more demanding. They're like, you know, they want to see fucking scorpions or accept. Everything else is bullshit, you know? Like, like, no, dude, we're fucking, we're here to fucking party, right? Exactly, rock band, dude. That's, that's always been, like, because I played in bands, too, and I played in a couple of, like, the songs about a dragon. I said, dude, you complain about not having chicks in the crowd, and you want to have a song about a fucking dragon? Yeah, you don't want to sing about dragons, you want to pull up some chicks. Yeah. I, I, I got Dungeons and Dragons, man. Do Teal had any girls at these shows? As he, as he was. Yeah, we're off to the witch! And you're like, just fucking standing around, and you're like, there's a bunch of dudes, man. Like, that, that's like... It's fucking... They're a great band, but it's like, most of the chicks are ugly here, man. Exactly. <laughs> Metallica is an exception to the rule. I think they pulled up some pretty... Now. Yeah, now. No. Now. Now. Yeah. Now. You go see them on Kill em All, you're like... Yeah, there's a <laughs> bunch of fucking... Just big old dudes sweating. So yeah, you said the new album comes out here in a, in a couple of weeks. So we're, uh, you know, you're going on a U.S. tour with a trail. What's the whole hope for the goal with this this new record? Just keep growing that audience in in America, especially because, like yeah. you said, you have to, like a lot a lot of people were saying, you may have to fight that overturn of like, oh, they're old stuff. They're like an '80s band. Are you yeah, fire you that right now? But you know, there's many many bands that have succeeded doing that. You know, back in like back in the day, even Whitesnake, they came to America with a whole new band. And they became bigger than ever. That's that's what you're gonna get. And it's the Bret Hart shade, so that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be be awesome. Yeah. Just uh, where can everybody keep track of like the new album coming out, where you, your tour dates, all that. Santa Cruz Band Official, Archie Cruz, Double Z, Joe Perez Guitar Official, <laughs> and uh, Ivo Cruz the bass player and Topsy Cruz the drummer. Awesome, and then obviously you mentioned the new band, but how did you go about finding this band? Because you guys fucking rocked up there, man. It was, it was cool. So how did you guys, how did you go and search? You know? The internet's made the world so much smaller, you know? So it's easy to, easy to find guys that play right now. So you don't have to put up a fucking... <laughs> oh, so Craigslist? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the flyer and guitar center. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Cool. Chris from Motionless Hawaii, and it's a pleasure to have you on because you guys have been fucking blowing up with that new record, man. So I want to start there because uh, I had never really heard of you guys until Sirius XM because Octane guys played played the shit out of you. So talk a little about that because I'm fascinated by the music business side of it because that's a different animal than like terrestrial radio. Dude, I, I think uh, Satellite is blowing up in the sense of like. People don't want to deal with ads. They don't want to deal with the typical shit that you have to deal with from terrestrial radio. Not that that's a bad thing. It's just it's not for everybody. You know, you just want to listen to music. Um, and on top of that, places like Octane are taking greater risks on the bands that they play than a lot of radio. Like I've heard, sorry, <laughs> Chewing Skittles. Sorry. Um, well, you gotta be keep the rock star image. Chewing something else. Sorry. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of radio out there that will not take any shots on new bands at all. I hear radio all the time. They're like, you know, we're playing the, the new modern rock, but it's like, you know, five bands that have yeah. new music that are maybe, you know, like bands like Godsmack or Five Finger that have had careers for a while 
and they're playing the new songs from those bands, but they're not playing new bands. That you bring up a great point because here I'm from Sacramento and like '98 rock, like me being a wrestling podcast and being a wrestling fan, like he's got a band too and he's got a show on Octane and they had him in the studio and I'm like, wait a fucking minute, you guys haven't played them and they've been a band for fucking 15 years. I'm like. What the hell? Like, come on, man. It's uh, it's very frustrating, especially for like up and coming artists, man. Like to try to, to try to break into that world is so frustrating. But there are a lot. Thankfully, there's a lot of great people out there that do it, and we've made a lot of friends. Many of them are out here today that are willing to take that risk and willing to play artists that that aren't the safe bet, and it's super cool. Talk about taking a risk, like. Obviously, your early stuff is super aggressive, like vocally-wise. Like, the new record, you could tell, like, to me, it drew me in because I'm more, like, I like the hooks and melodies. So talk about, like, do, do you get fan flashback? Like, the, the the comparison is always, like, when Metallica made the Black oh, yeah. Album. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, you're very right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's so funny to me that people would criticize the Black Album because, dude, it's fucking the record, record. It's, it's so sick. Um... Slip, yeah. Slipknot's new record criticism. They're like, oh, they're singing too much. I'm like, yeah, who cares? I, I don't get that. Yeah. I don't. I just don't. I never could understand that because I feel like singing along to a, a great hook is much better than just screaming for for the sake of screaming. If, if screaming has a place in the song, that's great. But getting that finger in the air and just like singing along, dude, it's it's awesome. Uh, so that's kind of the route we took. Yeah. So talk about like the the writing process in that was like you said that was the route you took. Did you guys going 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 in knowing that hey we're gonna do this rather than like let's just keep doing what we've been doing? Yeah. We we, we reserve spots for like the the balls to the wall screaming for a lot of like there's a few songs on the new record that have a lot and that's because that is a part of our band but it's not the only part of our band. So we go into a record and we're like okay we know that we want to have this kind of well-rounded sound let's let's go for that and then what's cool is there's there's some curveballs that happen in in there and songs that we're not like we're intentionally trying to make that happen and that's where that's where the magic of music in the studio is and those are some of our coolest songs yeah and your live show too obviously you guys have like a more theatrical loot than most bands because i i dig that because like i'm a huge kiss freak like that all that so just influence wise because i've always been curious you know where did you guys take that like hey let's be a little more like put a show put like kind of like you said like you got a face paint that kind of thing where did that come from it's, it, it just came from all the bands that we grew up kind of attaching to. Like, dude, like Misfits were a band yeah. that changed my life, and they're a band that had that. You know, they, they weren't just a one-dimensional, like, great music band. They had a great music. They had a great image. They had a logo that's still one of the most legendary logos. Like, they, they're such an iconic band, and uh, there's so many artists like that, Manson, Zombie, that just, I don't know, just pioneered uh, what we have kind of followed the footsteps in and that's just what we've always liked so yeah. how, how has it been because i know you guys youtube toured with manson before you've toured with slipknot so i'm like i'm sure you kind of like grew up listening to them and then like you're like shit i'm on the tour with them <laughs> dude it's still a very surreal experience to, to have gotten that opportunity we, we actually just did uh this past summer with alice cooper oh dude wow. crazy um it, we i think we just you know, we keep getting lucky and, and getting these opportunities. We're working hard for it, but it's a lot of luck to be able to, to go on tour with Alice Cooper or Slipknot or Whoep Corn or, you know, and um, 
it, it is amazing and it's very surreal to like be surrounded by people that you I remember listening to when I was in high school before I even played guitar before I even wanted to sing it, it, we're on tour with these bands now it's, it's just it's wild and I think fans know how fanboy we are like we appreciate it so much that we're not afraid to show that we're like super fans about it so yeah yeah and you guys did the the pre-party last night at ace of spades so how is it playing like like that and then coming back out here at, is it a little like fuck man we did a full set and now we gotta go out in the middle of the day my world got turned upside down today <laughs> when i woke up and i was like oh i gotta like get ready like now uh yeah it's it's a very interesting transition from last night to today especially just in general playing outdoors isn't like our normal thing um so it was, a, it was a little rough start to the day, and a little, maybe I'm gonna admit the first song, first two songs, I had to get get to get into the groove a little bit. Shit, this is really early. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think I think the crowd helped pump everybody up yeah. when we got into it. Final final question. Obviously, the new album. How's it been response? Obviously, as I mentioned, it's been all over Octane. How have you felt like the new record's been doing? I, I think it's great. I think uh, I think fans really really got this record there's been songs on past records that just didn't go over well or not everybody seemed to, to care about but with this record the message the everything about it fans like were like yep we understand we get it we're here for it and they they put up some numbers first week for us that we were just like no way do we believe that they would um, and I just couldn't be happier. So they're showing up to shows, they're singing along, and as a band, you know that that is, like, all you could hope for. Yeah, like we were mentioning at the beginning, the Octane, man, they were playing the shit out of it. And like yeah. I said, I'd only heard you, the voices, right. and then, because I got my subscription, then I was like, dude, they're playing the shit out of your new guys' yeah, stuff. That, so, that, like, that, I think that's a big help. They have helped break so many bands, dude. Like, we, we, uh, we have other friends that... Uh, were interested in getting a, on a part of radio and Octane put them up first and boom, they're all over yeah. radio now because Octane, again, they're they're about that world. They're about taking risks and putting new bands out there. So Yeah. yeah. And then final, where can everybody check out the band, social media, new record, all that? Yeah, I think um, the typical stuff is, of course, like Spotify and yeah. Twitter and Instagram. Uh, our... our Socials are MIW band, and you know, go to Spotify and just turn it on, man. That's we're, it's, it's we're so di- it's so different. Like growing up, like go check out the CD now. Dude, I, <laughs> I, it's it's weird to me too, because like I I bought CDs up until pretty recently, and now I find myself going to Spotify as well, and I'm like, wow, who am I now? Yeah, it's the same way. I'm like, well, shit. Oh yeah, new new Steel Panther, a new yeah. Jerry Fozzie, or like new Megadeth record. You're like, I'll just stream it. Yeah, like it, it, it comes out. I fucking go buy the CD. Yep. It's like for ten bucks a month, I've got everything I need. It has been a weird. I I've put it off for a while out of like the whole like I'm not doing this. I'm not. I'm gonna support bands and buy the records, but it's. It, you're right. It's, it's just the convenience it's there. Chris, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you again. Thanks for having me. Alright, I'm at the Aftershock 2019 Festival with Danielle and Tony from Dead Posey. It's a pleasure to have you guys on because you guys really killed it out there. So I wanted, I wanted, to, I wanted to start with uh, just kind of your influences because we were talking before we started recording like the 70s kind of vibe you guys go on. So where did that come from and how did you guys kind of like, let's do like a little 70s riff-based rock kind of thing. You want me to go? It's sort of funny because, you know, obviously 70s is an era of great classic rock and stuff, mm-hmm. but we kind of I think our influences are, are almost 
There's a lot of 80s and 90s too, but then it sort of just came out sounding. I mean, it's very 80s like if you're wearing a leopard skin. I am wearing a leopard skin. I mean, we like the dark, anything like a, a dark tinge to it, whether it's like synth pop or like Black Sabbath, you know what I mean? So if it's 70s, it's a little more of the hard rock stuff, like the Black Sabbath, some Zeppelin and stuff. But yeah, then, first EP. Yeah. The second EP, we're kind of putting a little bit of the electronics in there. Because you guys got the EP out now, now that came out last year, and now you're working on second EP. So talk about that because obviously it's a different business model where like you put a full length record out and you guys are doing like EPs. So like, how is that when you're like choosing songs? You're like, oh my god, like four or five songs to put on. So how does that like the batch of songs? You're like, no, nah, that one's maybe not as strong as that one. The drive you had from LA, so you, you oh, had to, yes, yeah, so the, the, oh. do the grapevine and all that. It was really bad, you know. We had the to fire. go. I don't even know what freeways we took, but we <laughs> wait. We used Waze. Thank you, Waze, for actually showing us Apple Maps. Especially because you did it on a Friday, so you got right. Well, Be careful about talking shit about Apple because well, okay. <laughs> I like on Apple. We are part of the cult of Apple. We are. They did not give us any alternative routes. They were have to go right through the fire. Yeah. Basically. And our manager couldn't even get up here yeah, to yeah, San like Fran. Canceled, yeah. So he had to turn around. The waves got us around. And we are here. Three-hour detour, but we got here. Well, basically what happened is we went around. It took about two and a half hours. And we ended up back at uh, Six Flags, oh. which is only like yeah, right there. not that far from L.A. And then we didn't get here until almost 11. Yeah, we're supposed to be here like 7, and we got here like 11. So, so it turned a six-hour car ride turned into a 10-hour. Those long car rides, you got to be like, all right, stop talking. with the music blaring. Yeah, like, she doesn't to listen to any of us anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, one drive, no problem. You do like a six or seven week tour, which we did last year, you know, then you can, but we're still all buddies, so we still yeah, laugh, and you know, you got to try to... So I'm like, I'm not even gonna try to force that. <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm the, I'm a Lone Ranger, so I'll just deal with it. Well, I just speak of Lone Ranger. Talk, talk about that, cause like female-fronted rock is like a thing now, like hailstorm and in this moment and things. So like, what do you look for, like influence? But you guys look to a template, like, oh, they've done this successful. Or do you look like a Pat Benatar kind of thing? Like, I love I mean, <laughs> if you're just talking about females, um, you know. The Kills, Allison Mossimer is awesome. Uh, Shirley Manson from Garbage. And Gwen Stefani from Knockout. It has gone Back, on no for a while. Yeah, we talked about 
there's so much where it's more where the radio isn't having the ratio more even it's not that there's a lack of female artists and lead singers it's just that the ratio is still not maybe having that these festivals still but we're just taking advantage of it because you're kind of more of the unicorn in the bunch yeah. so I'm not complaining but of course I would love it to be more even Steven and I'm sure eventually it will get there but I feel like it's always there's always been female artists people are like talking about it and maybe yeah. supporting it maybe a little more sort of openly now or something you know it's great a band like Hailstorm's a great example they've been out doing their thing for 15 years or whatever and, and that's a great career I know? do think it's good specifically for young girls to see you know girls like Shirley Manson or Lizzie uh, Hale you know just or I think it's just an overall thing because like exactly. obviously I'm a wrestling thing and like right now the big thing is like the female wrestlers are better than the male wrestlers. Interesting. No, yeah. and, you know, I feel like girls seeing that they go, oh, I can do that too. Yeah. And it's not like I have to just be pretty like a model at all times. Right. I can actually get down and dirty. It's not the Motley Crue. They just have back sing, backup singers for one song. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love Motley Crue. Right, like, sure. We all love course. Motley Crue. So I feel like it's always important for guys and girls to have role models. And I feel that if the stakes are more even, then yeah. there will be, be more role models for everyone. You know what I noticed that was cool? We toured last year. We played to a lot of younger, you know, teenagers and stuff every night and a lot of girls and a lot of them in bands like yeah, I was oh yeah we're in a band and I play this and so that's been really cool to see a lot more you know girls playing instruments and starting bands and stuff and I think I think the next round like the next wave that's coming up now is going to be a lot and that might It'll fix the ratio even, yeah, yeah so are you ready it is with you guys because I can tell like it's good good songs thank yeah. you that's, that's why we stayed we in the studio it. for a long time so we really wanted to hone in on our sound and our songs before playing live that's yeah we're, why. we're really like a perfectionist about stuff and, and to us like the live thing is such an amazing part it's such a huge part of a, a rock band's like existence but until you get the songs like, it's sort of secondary you know like you gotta get that so that's always been our thing like write first work out the stuff in the studio and then how do we make this work live well you can tell live too because like I said you guys got kind of a like you're wearing a leopard skin jacket like there's a there's a show aspect like you look like not not going up there in jeans and t-shirt like hey that's the guy that bags my groceries sure right. yeah. now, okay people can do the jeans and t-shirt they can be cool too and I guess just how you carry yourself you know we just kind of like to have a little bit more flavor so it's a little bit more of a performance I mean, that's what I yeah a performance like when I pay, t- pay for a concert I want more of a, a performance I love band. Band. Yeah, I want 
Let's get I know, yeah. We telepathically, he was like, I'm gonna wear this for you. So. Next time we'll get him an ash chaps or something. Oh, the ash chaps would be perfect. That's what we <laughs> Then. And it'll be the Def Leppard video of Rocket Ages. You just gotta shake, shake it from cheek to cheek, yeah. right? I love Def Leppard. Yeah. That was <laughs> one of my earliest influences. You're the sex object in the band. Yeah. I like thank, to say that. Really let someone call it out. So I've been waiting for somebody to say it. So. <laughs> and then finally, obviously, you guys said new EP, hopefully full length record, yeah, touring. And then, so where can everybody check out the band besides the usual social media, everything like that? Deadposy.com. Dead Posey on Instagram and Dead underscore Posey on Twitter. You know? to fix that, but you can yeah. find everything on our website. Okay, okay. it's all very searchable. Um, all the music put out on all the streaming stuff. Uh, Say hi. Her, all that good stuff. We will reply. We will reply. Yeah, we try to have a good interaction with. Yeah. I always like to ask favorite song to play live. Uh, for me, right now, I think it's um, it's between the two new songs, uh, Parasite or Holy Roller. Those are my two favorites right now. Yeah, well, uh, it's not the devil. Most I mean, you have a song about the devil, but I guess yeah, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, It's weird. It kind of changes with every show. Like today, yeah, I really like Devil. I really like Free Show today, but I love Holy Roller too, which is one of the new ones. That one. Feels and like a louder than life two weeks ago, I was really into Parasite. So it, it changes. You know. So there's your non-answer answer. <laughs> cool, thank you guys. Thank, thank you. you so much. Alright, we're here at Aftershock 2019 with Sick Puppies. We'll go with that. That, that, that. That's easy. So I'm going to start off with probably a question you probably don't get a lot because I am a wrestling podcast too. And one of your songs, You're Going Down, your big hit blew up with it was a pay-per-view theme in 2009 and it was part of the smackdown versus raw video game there so i want to talk about how the hell that come about because i'm interested in how that worked cool stories of actually about that um me and emma fellas we read before brian's time but uh yeah we got to like meet the big show and john cena and like all these guys like we got us in the front row and they treated like it was, it was awesome like the wwe treats like they're like people like yeah. so well oh, yeah, and it was heard. like and I think we became fans after that experience because I, I didn't really you know the whole program, you know, the whole program. Like, I grew up in the 80s yeah. born in the 80s so I, I had that when I was a kid but I didn't is it wrong to mention me that I play guitar too so if you do something with WWE I can get in on that oh really okay. <laughs> he's, he's the guitar player so yeah, yeah. Right. but yeah do you remember that that's fun uh, you know what the, when you said the big show the one thing that struck me was because we met him and shook his hand and everything his hand is like a, like a pillow his like, hand was I big met him, I met him once and his hand was the size of my thigh uh, yeah like he has a soft hand yeah well I thought he was going to crush my hand you know but but he was nice he didn't I'm, I'm working on my thighs in the gym and I'm like your hand is the size of my thighs this is ridiculous it's crazy yeah, yeah. So, speaking of guitars, because I looked at your guitar on stage, and I'm a Gibson guy like you are, so you had, I'm curious, it looked like you had three humbuckers, but what was the, the little yes. thing there? That is called an Evertune, and it does just that, it keeps you forever in tune. Okay, it is a bridge, uh, it does some kind of black magic, I don't know, but it's something with springs and tension. Because I was like, did he put a did he put a Foy's Road on the Les Paul? Because I'm going to have to pick a bone. No, but you, it's like sacrilege. You do have to cut out part of the body to put an Evertune in, but look, I mean, you can, I can play an hour and a half, two hour set with the same guitar. Never tune it, not once. It, it just, it's, it's crazy. It's, they've done like three different 
generations of it has come a long way, and it's, yeah. it's the best thing I have on all my that, that, that is very interesting to me because I'm I was curious. I was like, it looks like he was going for an Ace Freely look, but like it was m- wrong marketed. I was like, yeah. the the humbuckers in the wrong place. I haven't recommended those. Yeah. There you go. So I'm curious also because being a music geek, what tuning do you guys play in? Because it sound it's heavy as shit, but I'm like I'm like, is it a drop D? Is it a drop C? What do you guys play in? Drop C. Oh, there we go. All right. And then um, for one song, it's uh, A sharp. You're going real, real heavy on that. Yeah. <laughs> Dropping it on the low end. <laughs> so you guys played it. You premiered a new song here at Aftershock. You guys mentioned. So talk about that. And when can we expect that on like music platforms? And when's that going to be coming out? And that's yeah, man. Um, it's called There Goes a Neighborhood. That's just one of many tunes that's going to be on this new album that we've been really working our ass off for over a year on. Um, it's going to be, we were hoping to have a single out at the end of this year, but probably just early next year. Well, definitely early next year, the latest, because um, we're basically at the end of this album, finally finishing it up. We're stoked about it. I mean, it's a lot of high energy on that one. The album has a lot of high energy. It's kind of a, uh, a journey of music. Like, we cover all the spectrums, heaviest stuff the band's ever done. I'm screaming on some of this stuff. It's really, it's cool. And that was kind of like a social commentary of, of life right now. And, and uh, there not being a lot of decent, good things in the world. And people picking on each other for stuff. And thus, there goes the neighborhood uh, in that case. But um, it's just kind of a, just kind of a, yeah, just <laughs> how society is. But it's a fun one. I'm curious, too, because you guys did a cover of Rage Against the Machine, like influences from each one of you. Because obviously, that would probably be a solid influence based on your music. But like, I'm sure there's a, a whole plethora of influences. So like, just each one of you, what are some of your major influences? I would say, yeah, definitely Raging Against Machine, and then uh, Chili Peppers and Silverchair for me. Okay. I keep the Aussie band, Silverchair. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of bands that are playing, like, this festival, like, with, like, Slipknot and yeah. Rob Zombie and, um, you know, like, Tool tomorrow. It's like, man, it's like, that's one of our favorite bands, you know, their live show's amazing. It's, so we get, we get to play these festivals, it's like, bands that are one of our favorite bands growing up, it's crazy. Does that still take you back still, especially, you're like, oh, my God, we're on a bill with a band I listen yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, it nev- that never gets old, man. I mean, like, it's kind of surreal, you know? Like, I think the first time you do it, you're like, oh, my God, this is never going to happen again. And then the more it happens, you're like, this is great. This is, like, it feels and they so come nice. Years, right? Yeah, they, they eventually, like, kind of. But it, you, it never seems like real. Even when you, after you meet them, you're like, holy shit, I just met them or whatever. It's, like, it's crazy. And what about you, influence-wise? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of the same bands. They're like, I'm, I'm all over the place with bands. Uh, band called Mutant Math, I love. Our Lady Peace back in the day. But but even more recently, one of our favorites is a band called Nothing More. We love them a okay. lot. Even the band uh, Flower that played right after us. We love that band. Bring yeah. the Horizons, one of our favorites. It's funny that you mentioned Our Lady Peace because they have the wrestling connection, too. They did a, an entrance theme for Chris Benoit years yeah. ago. So it's it's, yeah. it's interesting you bring that up because there's oh, parallels. I, I, I kind of just grew up listening to them. Yeah, I love them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, you guys... With the new song, new album coming out, when can we expect that coming out next year? Yeah, early next year. That's. I, I wish I could give you a date, but um, it's going to be early next year, like for sure, because it's it's basically done now. So there's a lot of fun stuff, hush hush, in the works, but we're going to be blowing it up like crazy. So just you know, stay stay tuned to the socials and everything. Speaking of socials, where can we everybody find sick puppies and, and such? Point yeah, yeah, point. point. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Facebook, Twitter, and then Instagram. We uh, were on a lot. So uh, yeah, if there's any questions, if you want to like 
ask us anything, um, yeah, come follow us. Okay, and then final question I have for you guys is your favorite song to play live, each one of you. You know what? After playing There Goes the Neighborhood, that was yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty wild. I mean, you see, you got Spider-Man going, right? Wasn't, wasn't that wild? This is, we actually played Louder Than Life, too, a couple weeks ago, and then this, and both times there was a Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Maybe it was the same Spider-Man. I don't know. I'm not sure, but he was, he was crowd surfing. Well, I saw him yesterday here, and I was like, well, shit, I should have worn my Captain America. I didn't know the Avengers were assembling here at Aftershock, right? Now you know. Now I know for next year, right? And then finally, um, favorite song. Yeah, I mean, like what she said, it's it's always cool to play like uh, new, new songs, song. like for the first time. You're a little like nervous about it, but then when it goes well, you're like stoked. You're like, oh, this is gonna be great in the set. And you never know with some songs because they they like especially like shows like this. Some people react differently, and it's, you know. But it's a heavy song, so we were pretty confident that it would go over well. But. I the, the Rage Against the Machine cover threw me, man. That, that, I was like, Gorilla Radio. I'm like, you take me back to Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 right there because that song was in there. I was like. Taking me back to my junior high days. Yeah, it's like a homage to them because that's one of our favorite bands. And everyone loves Regis, but there's no one that doesn't like Regis. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, guys. Thanks, man. Festival with Justine from Blue Midnight, and uh, so I wanted to start there because you guys are like an unsigned band, and you played like Aftershock, which is like kind of a big deal. So how did that? come about because like that's like a big deal for like an unsigned band to put not like not have a record deal and play like aftershock yeah so we worked really hard we were really persistent we didn't take no for an answer that's really what it came down to we worked hard we worked hard to get our numbers up on social media that's really what it takes yeah well it's it's interesting because like it's totally different like old school music business you'd have to have a record contract you'd have to have all that and definitely that's that's huge now your music is interesting because I would classify it as like symphonic metal is that kind of what you guys are are going for yeah yeah symphonic metal is kind of like our sister category yeah yeah Yeah. because it was interesting because like you had like a violin player so like I'm curious because like that you don't see that in a rock or metal band but how the hell did you find a violin player that was like I want to be in a rock band yeah well actually you know what um we're from los angeles there's a lot of musicians yeah. a lot of really open-minded people so i a lot of the players that play in my in this band you know we found each other on instagram so i kind of wanted to add something more than just two guitars so i thought violin would be really cool and i, I literally thought of that idea overnight so i was kind of like a violin would be so sick to play in this in this band because of the symphonic elements and the kind of dreamy kind of sounds that come at you as well as the hardness. So I went on Instagram and I did hashtag LA violinist and found a violin player on, on Instagram. Did you have to sell him on like, hey, we're doing like, this is it like classical music? Did you have to sell him on it? Or was he like, no, I'm, I'm totally game He was for game. It. He, was, he was really into it. You know, he was a classical player, but... The thing that's so cool about metal and classical is that the guitar scales in metal, they're classical. And I'm a classical pianist, so, um, I mean, I know this stuff, so it's really an easy translation, especially for this type of music, because there's a lot of classical elements in there. Well, that, that's interesting you bring up, like, the classical element, because, like, being, like, a rock guitar player, you're like, hey, dude, this is, like, this, this is power chord. So do you guys, when you guys write songs, do you use a lot of that musical theory behind it like you know because we have a violin player we've got to be more precise in how we write songs and riffs and such yeah so 
a couple of us are composers, and um, and I'm a composer too. So we we do we really think out our songs and we really compose them once we have them written. Like every part is thought out up there. Every part is very methodical. So you guys did a Megadeth cover, and I'm curious because you don't see symphonic metal bands cover like a thrash band. So so why why the Megadeth song? Okay, well. You know, so Symphony of Destruction, I actually thought it'd be a cool interpretation to get symphonic with it because it has the word symphony in it, literally. So I was kind of like, what if I add this to this Megadeth cover? And I kind of wanted to make it our own. And I love all kinds of metal. So um, it was really cool for us to kind of interpret it that way. Yeah, it was interesting because I was like, you know, you think of like symphonic metal bands, like especially like a lot of European power metal, you would see them kind of cover something Megadeth because it's so structurally different. Yeah. So, um, along those lines too, because you guys have a very almost European sound, have you guys tried to branch in that, to that market yet? Because I know it's, you guys probably would fit and do really well over there. You know, it's interesting. That is a goal of ours. Um, we just love to play wherever our fans are, and we do have a following in Europe, and it's interesting. We have people reach out to us from the UK and, and Europe and all those countries, so we'd be so privileged to eventually get over there yeah awesome and then final couple questions here the blue where did the blue come from in the the blue of the night because i it's cool like you really take it to the core with the blue and everything yeah well i've always loved the color blue since i was three years old and um the name blue midnight it kind of stemmed from this idea that i love the color blue and i love to stay up late and i just want a poetic way to describe what i do in my essence so I kind of created Blue Midnight out of those kind of ideas. Awesome. And then finally, where can everybody check out the band, like social media, all that stuff? Because you said you got like good numbers, so where can everybody go and follow and check out the music? And stuff? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, on Instagram. We are at bluemidnight.music, and then our website is www.bluemidnightmusic.com. We're on Facebook. We're we're everywhere. We're we're on Twitter, Spotify. Awesome. Then, do you have a favorite song to play live? Because I love to hear everybody's question on that. Favorite song to play live? Oh my God, that's so tough because each one kind of brings out a different facet of our show. So it's kind of interesting. I love it when um, I kind of love playing the harder and faster stuff kind of live because I think it creates a a synergy with the crowd and kind of an energy. So I personally love to play Nightshade live and. I like other songs too. Uh, I like My Only because that's a very powerful song. And um, I also really like um, Forsaken Memories. I like all of them, but it's hard to choose just one. It's hard to pick one. It's really hard. Cool. Thank you. Alright, here at Aftershock 2019 with New Language. So, that was a killer set you guys put on, man. That was that was awesome. Thank you, Yeah. So, I wanted to talk a little bit influence-wise, what we just talked about before, because you guys kind of seem like it's like a punk alternative, but there's some aggression, maybe metal influences too. So, like, just each one of you, like, influence-wise, what, what do you bring to the band? Yeah, I think... Uh we all like heavy music, we all like funky music, we all like pop music. I think I grew up, uh, my mom had me on like Michael Jackson and stuff, and then <laughs> and then I started getting into middle school and started getting into more of the, the punk stuff, so all over the place. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's what's been fun about like being with these guys, is we always have that meeting ground. 
stuff, but the outside influences are like a little bit different for each of us, I think. You know, I'm I'm the guitar nerd of guitar nerd. Like I'm just very into the shreddy stuff. When I'm driving the van, it's probably about, you know, 180 notes a second. Like you know, <laughs> the Yngwie so, Mounts theme. Boom, yeah, yeah, dude, fucking Yngwie, yeah. Eric Johnson, and like all that. Coordinated guitar center music. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm into, but you know, we all we're all very into you know things that things that have a lot of energy. You know that's that's what we all kind of meet meet together on. Yeah. No, so <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's cool. That's, yeah, sounds good. No, same thing. I mean, all over the place. But you nailed it. That's kind of the mix of what we're doing. And I think the through line, like you said, is heavy. But nothing else to say. Yeah, checking you guys out. You guys have been getting some buzz there because you had like a number one in a radio station down there in San Diego. So talk a little bit about about that because that. That's huge. I'm sure that led to opportunity like Aftershock, right? Sure. I mean, we've had a lot of support from our local rock station down in L.A. K-Rock has been helping us out big time. Um, they do a show every Sunday night, so it's a, like features local music. Um, and we were lucky enough to have a little run with one of our singles we put out a couple weeks ago. Um, so just, you know, hoping to build that into something else, obviously, um, and feeling the support from people that are hitting us up and voting every week and keeping us on, on top of the, you know, on that local chart there. Yeah, that's cool, too, because I think, like, terrestrial radio, most bands don't break that way anymore. It's serious or yeah. somebody on YouTube or... I think it's still really powerful, though. I think, yeah. like, people, because there is a lot of technology that changes the discovery engine for music, I think that people kind of dismiss terrestrial, but it, most people still listen to radio. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the fact that we've been able to get support from K-Rock and 91X in San Diego and a couple of other stations, it's it's been awesome for us. Especially the big market like that, too. Absolutely. I think that's, that's yeah. a huge, huge, huge difference in, like, dude, we got a number one single in yeah. Podunk, Utah. Yeah, and it makes, it, it, it kind of affirms what we're about, too. I mean, we've had the conversation of, like, oh, should we try to do something viral? Let's be provocative. And then it just doesn't feel like it, you know, it, it, yeah, it doesn't feel like what we really want to be doing. You know, the music is what drives what we do. You know, that's what we're most excited about, like hopping into the studio, like throwing ideas at each other and like creating that cumulative thing. Um, that's the best part of what we do, you know, aside from being here and like in front of thousands of people, like that's, you know, it's, 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 it's either well, Talk about that, like playing something like this, like, you know, you guys are up and coming, but playing like a main stage at a festival like that, it's got to be pretty nuts. Sure. It's, it's been unbelievable. I mean, part of it is like rolling into the weekend, thinking about the lineup and the bands that we have like been influenced by, bands that we want to be with, like, you know, just seeing, seeing the shows the last two days as just fans and then hopping on the other side of the fence today and then feeling what they're getting back from that big crowd of people. It's unbelievable. Yeah, just, uh, I, I mean, you never know, like 1 p.m., you never know, but after time, it's ready to roll. Yeah, you guys brought the energy because I rolled out of bed. I was like, oh, I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? It's the third day. We opened with a song called Wake Up. Yeah, that's perfect, perfect. I'm 30, man, doing these three-day festivals anymore. It's just... It's just yeah, yeah. I'm like, shit, man. Like neck on the third song. Why is he holding his head to the left the whole time, man? I think he's just trying to stay with rhythm. It's his thing now. We were... I was incredibly stoked. I mean, we had been here the last two days seeing what people were like around 1 p.m. We were like, all right, like, this is going to be really dumb. But you never know. And then we went up there and it just felt like it kept growing. And I was just like, I need to get in the crowd and I need to do a mosh bed and we need to have a good time. Yeah. Brought the brought the energy up, especially for, like you said, 1 p.m., man. That's like, most shows you're probably not playing. Most of the time you're probably not at a bed at 1 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> they put us on at 1 p.m. set the tone for the day. So yeah. Set the tone. I think everyone's having 
so what do you guys got in the works going forward? You know, full length record, touring, that's how it is. Yeah, we're working on a full length. Um, we're very close. Uh, working on the last couple songs that are coming together. Um, we have two singles that we're going to be putting out, uh, one towards the end of this year and then another one probably early next year. Um, get that album out, start doing working on a couple tours, get out there, see, see some people, you know. Move up the bill at Aftershock and then trying to, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, man, we'll, I mean, we'll play whenever they want. It's yeah. been a great experience. And I mean, technically, what we were the opener of the stage today, Corn's closing it out, but there was, I don't know, 10,000 people. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a ton of people to play. You're like, holy shit, and it's cool because they're broadcasting it on the main stage yeah. video and the VIP lounge, whatever. And, yeah. yeah, it was dope. Cool. And then where can everybody find find your stuff at? Social media, all that. All their tags, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, website, New Language Band. Awesome. And then favorite song to play live. I love hearing, hearing that from each. I really like our closer where Ty tends to go in the crowd. And it's called Shut It Down. It's the last song on our first album. And... Uh, We've closed with it the majority of our time as a band, so that's... Uh, you got to be careful you don't end up like Axel and punch somebody in the face. You didn't punch someone in the face today? No. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there was one we brought back for this show because it was a little bit of a heavier crowd. Uh, the title track off of our first record, Come Alive, is just a beefy, sassy riff that, you know, I want to play in. Just, uh, sassy. I don't think I've ever heard a riff described as sassy. Yeah. yeah. That, the album review, that riff had a lot of sass. Yeah. Yeah. Beefy, sassy band. <laughs> I want to know about the wrestling, dude. Okay, let's go for it. Okay, so yeah, now this is going to turn into an hour interview. Yeah, you can me started. Yeah. yeah, you can start me on wrestling. Yeah, just a little bit. Okay, know? all right, all right. Well, we got a. Uh, I definitely went to the Royal Rumble 2000, where Vince McMahon beat Stone Cold. Oh, you went to the the '99 Royal Rumble. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a clat, dude. That's my era, man. That was, I was definitely road dog for Halloween when I was a little kid, dude. If you ask her, I'm a wrestler for like every year for Halloween. Let's see, last year I was. Did you be so I, I was Chris. Jer- I've been Chris Jericho. Yeah. I've been Ultimate Warrior. I've been Sting. Dude. I've been Austin too many times yeah. to count. I've been. I mean, <laughs> I, I freaking yeah. look like it. Yeah. Like I. I, we were in Reno one time, and I had a Stone Cold like vest on that you can buy. Yeah. And dude went, came up to me, bought me a beer because he thought I was Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I was like, do you go, yes. do you go full speedo or jean shorts? Jean shorts, yeah. man. I, I don't got the legs for that. <laughs> I think Hulk Hogan's making a comeback. Oh, dude, the Hulkster's the man, dude. I, I really want more than anything for him to be in a video next album. Uh, oh, dude. Yeah, the Hulkster. For a long time. I have yeah, you get the crowd. Go, just do a cover of Real American. That's all you need to do. I just want it there, man. I don't care. You can be just like making breakfast, but I just think it would be legendary. <laughs> If that's the case, I'm showing up wherever that is. <laughs> Perfect. Cool. Thanks, guys. All right, I'm here with Nick and Nick, myself, and Kyle from Broken Love. Man, uh, I want to start because you guys are just like an old school kick-ass rock and roll band. So influence-wise, where did it come from? Because you're going to get the comparison and everyone's like, oh, they're just ripping off Led Zeppelin, and I fucking hate when people say that. That's because people only know about Led Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they don't say that. Yeah. Should do that. Well, they just don't know. Like, I don't know. I mean, I listen personally. We have we have a really varied taste. Like, we we do this thing in the van when we're driving, where 
each person puts on a whole album top down and everybody has to just shut up and take it and then it goes down and it's your turn and you play whatever you want I'd be the worst member of your band because I'd fucking like I've tried to do that before in bands I've been it's like dude listen to this power metal and I get through one song I'm like turn that shit off you gotta bring your own headphones <laughs> yeah you want that <laughs> you're allowed to tune out yeah you, know, you are you don't have to pay it's attention it's nothing personal <laughs> but yeah. you gotta shut the fuck up and yeah. my people play what they're gonna play so you know but like I'm always putting on like you know early Genesis records and Gentle Giant and like you know crazy fucking prog rock and this dude's always playing like the clash and always playing the punk shit i think uh in terms of broken loves music you know there's a big classic rock influence of course but i think there's a lot of like 90s rock in there too Soundgarden and rage against the machine you know just riffy riffy shit yeah totally like i hear that in justin a lot you know yeah so talk about playing this this festival, man, and how you guys enjoyed it in the crowd out there. It was sick. I, I had so much sweat in my eyes. Yeah. That's a bitch about playing in the middle yeah. of the day. Like, it was, it was dusty up there, too, oh, man. Sure. Oh, yeah. I've been I popping mean, up a long yeah. time. I need to go to the doctor tomorrow. I need to oh, check yeah. just to make sure I'm okay. <laughs> I, like, wiped the sweat off my forehead and just felt the exfoliation happening. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, That's it was, the most it was intelligent so comment of the weekend. Exfoliation. <laughs> biggest word. Yeah, man. Five syllables. <laughs> Why they pay me the big bucks? He's <laughs> on so, the next single, Exfoliation. You know what, baby? Exfoliation Nation. That's like a Yoga Mom metal band. Yeah. <laughs> a Yoga Mom metal band. I, I, I think you just cornered I'd pay to see that. You just cornered a whole new market right there. I, I would pay to see that. <laughs> I think I would, too. All of decked out in my Lululemon and shit. Just, <laughs> yeah. Fucking shredding. Just shredding. Opening for acupuncture, Punisher. Yeah. More like a boarding fetus. Boarding fetus. <laughs> <laughs> just crazy black metal. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> That'd be that'd be a hell of a bill. I just cornered a new market there. Totally, dude. It's it's out there. Yeah. So, uh, final. Uh, where can everybody check out the music and what you guys got coming up here in the future? I mean, the, the records on Spotify or the singles are on Spotify. The record is coming, coming out, out February 14th, Valentine's Day. Broken Love on Valentine's Day. All the social media tags are at Broken Love Music. That's a hell of a day to put an album out. Sure, right? is. break your love. Yeah, gonna be. We're gonna have a lot of sad fans right off the bat. Yeah. Or you're gonna have a lot of babies being made on. on Here's hoping. Either dude. way, there are going to be some hardcore fucking kids. Right? And then they'll be sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll work out because I'm, I'm 30 and Dr. Feelgood came out. So I went and saw Motley Crue when they did, did the album. And Vince Neil said, like, I bet there were plenty of kids out there that were made to this album. And, like, I looked at my dad and he's all, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. But, yeah. So yeah. you get the you get the 30th anniversary and they'll be like... We got made to the Broken Love album that came out on Valentine's Day. Put the rock into you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's always like Striper. I always think that their uh, their next album should be uh, uh, God Is In Me. Oh, yeah. That, that, that should be one 100%. of the titles. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you, you, man. from Fire from the Gods. So we were just talking before we got started about your, your guys' set. So how did the set go over and everything? Yeah, it was really good. A lot of love, a lot of energy, and that's what we're about. So, you know, just trying to spread a, yeah. a message of hope and 
we were feeling it, and I think everyone was kind of in the moment feeling it with us. Yeah, so you guys have been blown up. I've, uh, I've told several artists this year, this weekend, like, the power of satellite radio. Like, for you guys, like, that's where I kind of, like, you guys were on the bill. I'm like, I know that name from somewhere. And then I went and listened. I'm like, oh, they play these guys on Octane all the time. So kind of talk about that, because that, the power of satellite radio has been huge for a lot of bands like you guys. Yeah, I mean, it's wonderful. You know, the, the most important part to us uh, being heard in, in those realms and uh, is really that the lyrics can, you know, be heard and that the music can rock out, which is what we like to do. But, um, yeah, it's really just awesome to, to see some, you know, certain songs that we wrote for a purpose to be actually heard. Yeah, they, you guys have a, definitely had an evolution of your sound because, like, listening I let, on the way here, I listened to you guys, and it was like very early, like, rap rock thing going on. But now it seems like you've evolved to more like a modern rock band. So talk a little bit about that and molding different genres and, and influences. Yeah, besides the lyrics, I mean, for me as as a writer and also producer, I, you know, worked really hard with Eric and and Robbie and other. Uh, producer we work with constantly and um, you know we we like to push certain boundaries I think it's you know it, it's kind of a, a necessity for music to keep evolving so you know in history it's proven that it works yeah and, and you can't you can't be ACDC and make the same record over and over again I mean yeah it's, that's once and that's how it should be you yeah. know so I feel like you know just got to do what you're really vibing on and we're vibing on uh, I vibe off of a lot of like modern hip-hop and, and some trap, you know, the sonics in, in the, that style of music is new and it's exciting to the ears. It's got a heaviness to it. Yeah, too. And you, it's hard to deny, you know, you go out and, and it gets you moving and you're like, okay, now, you know, you like it, but you might hate it. Uh, in the regular, you know? <laughs> you're like, I don't really like this, but you're like, wait, they're doing this, I actually do like, you know, but it's all about just kind of... I feel like there's so much fusion going on in, in modern music that it's just fun, you know? Yeah. Even on the production side of things, it's really fun to mesh rock music with, with certain like hip-hop elements and, and even, you know, R&B elements. Definitely tell the, 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 the rap elements in your guys' music, for sure. For sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a little grime in there, but, you know, the way that AJ does it, you know, and is part Jamaican so the Patois is just natural and it's fun you know and we, we all love reggae like bands like 311 um, but we also love bands like Every Time I Die and, and Killswitch Engage yeah, yeah so, they're you know, really hard really hard shit basically a melange of everything that we really you know like to jam and we don't want any song to really sound as too similar to another one. Yeah. yeah, you guys got the new record coming out, which is uh, November 1st, and then you're going on a big tour with Five Finger Death Punch doing an arena tour. So talk about that, because that's a big step up doing arenas. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, shout out to them and, and Bad Wolves and uh, Three Days Grace. Yeah, it's, it's that's, a, that's a hell of a hell to be playing arenas. Yeah. It's great, man. But, you know, those guys, they're, they're so kind and loving and the you know the shorter run we did earlier this uh later or i guess late this summer um you know we we definitely felt the love too and man that's to me it's like what what music really is about yeah like brings people together and builds families and 
and great relationships. And, yeah. We'll talk about the, the new record because you guys were, you know, you guys have put in a lot of work. You can tell by the production value and the, and the new songs and everything. So talk about what people can expect because it sounds really polished and really amazing. Well, thank you. Um, I would say to expect a lot of different sounding songs. Um, you know, we definitely try and keep some heavy stuff in there for sure. So we, you know, we definitely didn't ditch that side uh, of where we come from and what we sound like. But there's also a lot of influence, like I said, out of modern hip hop. So um, a lot, you know, just just a, some a melting some, pot of everything. A melting pot, yeah, exactly, yeah, man. American Sun, the melting pot. You know, that's it's, and it's S U N. Because it's a killer band name, the band name. Where'd that come from? Because that's a kick-ass band. Name. That's actually pretty funny. Uh, it came from a a song for I think it was Horse the Band. So our guitar player Drew, he listened to them, and in that song they sampled a part of the Nintendo Power Glove commercial oh, that literally just says like "Fire from the Gods," and that was a band name. Like I don't even know, like. 12, 13 years ago. Yeah, he was like still a teenager. That's a great, that's a great, great story there. And then finally, where can everybody, when the new record comes out, for tour dates, social media, all that? I mean, we got, you know, pretty much everything covered there. <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook. You know, the Instagram, I, to me, is that's kind of my thing. Like, I like to check that out the most. So, But yeah, we, you know, we have all, all sorts of tour information on Check the Instagram and you'll see it right away. Awesome. And then final question, your favorite song to play live? Oh, man. I would have to say, excuse me, it just is super fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. From, like, basically, as a drummer, especially, um, you know, I start the song starts and it kind of feels like a breakdown. And then it goes into kind of like a vibey... Uh, reggae type bridge it's just fun good you know fun dynamics to play with awesome man thank you again yeah no problem thanks for having me all right we're here at aftershock 2019 with evan conrad i'm excited to talk to you because uh you're just a one-man thing so you're you, you don't have to deal with uh the dramas of a band right <laughs> not really no i mean i kind of miss them sometimes right. sometimes it's like you know those dramas bond you with those people but, but yeah the solo thing's been really interesting very interesting so talk about the decision that because you i went and watched some of your sets so it's just guitar and you're, you're using all kinds of things so what made you decide to just go hey i'm just going to do this solo thing and add in the instrumentation um it's it's really as a new artist it's really affordable i also really love the challenge of of having to sort of be the only person up there and sort of deliver that whatever I have in me that day and, and um, I actually the other reason is um, I had a drummer scheduled to play with me today but two days before I drove down from Vancouver um, he had a family emergency come up so I actually had to build the set on the road just to so, sort of fill in the blanks with 
his parts with like drum machines and stuff like that. So it's been it's been fun. fun so at, what all are you using up there to create that? You know, you know, a normal band's gonna obviously have a bass player, a drummer, all that. What are you using up there? Everything to create what you're creating. Um, I've basically taken what I've made in the studio and just put it through Ableton Live. Uh, and then I run loops and I trigger different things from the record and then I play as much as I physically can while singing and performing at the same yeah. time and kind of just try to create this try to bring people into my world you know what I mean yeah, yeah influence wise talk about that because I know it seems very like alternative rock but there was some like electronic elements in there and you're gonna get that obviously with using but like just your influences in general in writing kind of these songs and being a one man band yeah. very much oh man well the one man band thing kind of I fell into that sort of like against my will, but I'm also really, really enjoying it right now too. And as far as influences are concerned, I mean, I love so many things. Uh, right now, my favorite band is uh, Unknown Mortal Orchestra. I'm obsessed with their records. They're, there's just four of them out right now, and they're all really, really good. And as far as like younger me, I grew up listening to um, like my favorite. Uh, my first concert was Rush when I was seven. Oh, now, now we got to get yeah, going. With my with my dad, so. So that's where I started with the spectacle and everything. It was like the first introduction I had into live music. I'm sure you've seen my shows. Insane. It's, yeah, it's rough. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Totally. And so then I moved into uh, songwriting-wise. I love uh, uh, Rufus Wainwright. It's a big one for me. And and um, I love Radiohead. Radiohead's one of my favorite bands of all time. And, and I go all over the place. Like, I love jazz. I grew up listening to Mozart. And, and I also love pop. So it's like, I kind of just try to take from whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. Especially with, like, the one-man thing, too. It doesn't limit you. Not, not at all. No, it's actually, like, that's... A challenge is sometimes having too many options and, and, and trying to reel that in. Yeah, because I think about you as like playing a band where you'd be like, oh, that, yeah, that sounds a little too soft or poppy, but right. you, you don't have that. You don't have to deal with that. No, really. Yeah, I mean, just, just with me and myself, sometimes I get into arguments with myself about stuff. But other than that, yeah. pretty, you're, almost, you're almost like, I wish I had another person to make a decision. 100%. Yeah. That definitely rock than I'd like. <laughs> but it's, it's cool. It, like, this, uh, um, it's really rewarding to work through that and find an answer. I think that's why I love the solo thing so much. Is you learn every step, you learn so much about yourself and what I, you know, what I'm even doing. And yeah, it's it's weird, so. Speaking of challenges, do you find it challenging being on a festival like this, where you've got a, you've got rock bands, metal bands, like that, to kind of be like, you know, to tell the audience to kind of almost buy into your one thing. Kind of. I mean, I was nervous coming in, but I also on the drive down was just reminding myself that you know, like I can, I can only be me. So I'm just gonna go up there and do what I do, and people like me and play it, and if not, I'm still doing music. I'm making sacrifice and playing. It's a great day. So uh, it's a win-win for me. Yeah, you, you know? didn't catch a hundred-degree day down. Totally. You probably don't get many of those. In day. Not really. No. <laughs> no. No. I mean, every once in a while, but not frequently. No. <laughs> So, uh, what what is you continuing your goal with this? You know, you're gonna put the full length record out, all of that. Yeah, I've got a, a, a big uh, long term rollout plan of, of a bunch of EPs that I've been working on. So I'm gonna start that next year um, with the first one, and then and I'll just keep rolling them out like six, seven songs every well as, as fast as I can get them out yeah. without you know moving too quickly. But yeah, my yeah, plan you is find to that just, too like the business model where you don't put like a full you know, have a record 
you know, record company behind you, especially a one-man thing, do you find it a little bit different than maybe some of the old school bands that have to go like, oh, we're going to do a record like this, a tune like this. Do you find like you have that much more freedom to do what you want? I think, yeah, I've, I've definitely improved the trust of the people that I work with. It makes it really easy to come to just like conclusions that we all really enjoy. And I, I love that, man. That's been really great. Um, yeah, creatively, I haven't felt any... Like, I mean, I'm sitting on a bunch of material. I just, I'm just basically just making the platform to uh, to get it out there to the, to the people because I'm so new. I, yeah. Literally a year ago from right now, I was in a basement wondering how I was going to do this tomorrow. So and now you're playing big festivals. Now, that's, that's pretty awesome. It, it doesn't make sense to me still. <laughs> so I'm just trying to uh, work as hard as I can and really just enjoy every moment and make sure I'm putting my all into it, you know, and we'll see where it goes. Awesome. And where can everybody check out your social media, your stuff, to check out your music and stuff? Uh, everything is just at Conrad, like from Instagram and Twitter and then, I want to thank all my guests for joining me from the Aftershock Festival. Santa Cruz, uh, Sick Pumpies, Chris from Motionless and White, Dead Posey, Blue Midnight, Evan Conrad, New Language, Broken Love, and finally, Evan Conrad. It was a blast to have him on there. Can't wait for next year. Going to keep just growing this thing every year at Aftershock. It was a blast. Make sure you keep up on all things with the podcast including the old twitter machine at nick's rw podcast instagram rock and wrestling podcast and facebook rock and wrestling podcast we're going to be back next week same bat time same bat channel with one of my good friends uh, uh journalist podcaster himself darren poucheritz and we're going to talk all about our top five albums that changed our lives. That'll be next week right here on the one and the only rock and wrestling podcast peace I'm out.